Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have them back just a week after their last big news. David Lukat, CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, trades on the CSC under LQID, and for our friends in the U.S., LQAVF. For those who are new to the story, this is all you have to know about the company and is on the cutting edge of this industry. They're a global blockchain personal identity and fintech company that specializes in empowering individuals like you and me and everyone watching to manage, control, and even generate value from our biometrically verified online identities. And that's all done through their liquid avatar platform. So to say that in layman's terms, the company is essentially turning the problem of data privacy into a profit for you and me, for individuals, and also providing big businesses with new and compliant business models. If that sounds like something uh, you know futuristic and maybe it's not going to happen for a while, consider this. Google has already announced that they're going to stop the use of third-party cookies in Chrome by the end of 2023. And they're joining a growing list of browsers that are ditching the, the notorious tracking technology. It's a major shift away from precision targeting of ads based on everything you do with the internet. And that's opening the door. Uh, precisely for companies like, like Liquid Avatar. You've also got the Ontario government who released their digital strategy earlier this year. The key themes there were the launch of a digital ID credential, digitizing government services and protecting individual privacy. So now you can see that Liquid Avatar is on the, is on the cusp of something really incredible. And today's headline, going to read it here, Liquid Avatar set to launch COVID-19 vaccine credentials for health passports. David, welcome back. Thanks, George. It's great to be here again. Yeah, well, it's great to have you. I'm going to ask you a question before I get into specifics. Last week, you launched verified COVID-19 test credentials, uh, a platform for that. This week, verified vaccine credentials. So it's Liquid Avatar now in that product acceleration phase where for a long time you guys were R&Ding uh, and, and really trying new stuff. Are you guys starting to accelerate and really hit, hit on all cylinders? Yes, George. Um, we're, we've gone pretty much from R&D and technology development into technology activation. I mean, there's still going to be uh, quite a bit of R&D as we go forward, and there will always be new things coming out. But now we're in activation mode. Uh, I found, because a lot of people find this to be still technically challenging, that's why we do these, because they're starting to understand more and more. But I, I want to use an excerpt that just, uh, from the press release that talks about how big this is. Quote, Liquid Avatar believes this is the first commercial application of its kind in Canada and one of the first in North America. So much so that you've already embarked on early uh, awareness campaigns with several organizations and commercial programs. Mm -hmm. um, how big is it to be probably the first of its kind in Canada and even one of the first in North America? Well, a lot of people have been talking about what we call verifiable credentials. There's been a, no a number of news releases by other companies, and, and we know them, and they're great companies about bringing out verifiable credentials. We're not talking about bringing them out there here. And a verifiable credential really takes data and connects it to your identity to assure the um, uh, all parties that this information belongs to you. So we're, we're at a point now where we can connect um, uh, health credentials in the testing phase. So if you've had a COVID test, 
We have Vector Labs and, and we'll be looking at other partners as well. And now we're able to connect COVID credentials either through um, an individual's um, uh, self-attestation, which is they, they say that these are theirs, or through um, direct information they get from the government, we can connect those two points. So at the end of the day, we can create a credential that a verifier, let's say a merchant, a restaurant, uh, an arena, a travel um, facility, a tourism facility will know that you have what you say you have. Um, a lot of people who do understand the liquid avatar story and the technology uh, are probably excited about hearing that now you're embarking on, it sounds like commercial discussions. I know you can't be specific, mm -hmm. uh, but can you talk a little bit about, about what kind of commercial discussions you're having? Well, the, the, you know, it's easy to sort of look at the low hanging fruit. We've had a lot of discussions in the travel industry. That makes sense. Um, we're talking obviously to governments, to a lot of different governments at this time, um, major associations and organizations, uh, sports facilities, um, uh, you know, uh, food and hospitality. It really is open to everyone. So we're getting a lot of early stage um, uh, interest from a lot of organizations. And and in some cases, we're putting together, you know, the, the, the basics of a pilot and how we go to market with these organizations. But we're, we're in commercialization phase right now. We're, we're going. Like, it's, it's no longer, let's think about it. This, um, we want to help be socially responsible to help get people back to what they're used to doing. And the only way to do that, and we've heard the cry, is, is to put something in place where, you know, everyone feels comfortable. I'm not making this a political issue. I'm not making it a vaccination versus anti-vaccination issue. Um, we're not making it a government issue. We're saying it's a social responsibility issue. If a location wants to ensure that their staff will remain healthy or their employees will remain healthy and their patrons will remain healthy and the, um, the probability of transmission is diminished, then we wanna be there to help. But again, this is only George one part of verifiable credentials. It's, it might be the low hanging fruit because COVID is so prevalent, but there's so many other applications. Of One of the biggest ones we think is the ability to replace passwords and usernames. I mean, if you think about it, how many passwords and usernames do you have to remember? And by using biometrics and verifiable credentials, that potentially is an opportunity that reaches, you know, millions of millions of, of people very quickly. There's also the ability to ensure that, you know, um, students, uh, whether they're at a, uh, you know, a second post-secondary, secondary, or, you know, a professional level um, are the people who are taking exams. There are so many different opportunities for this product. Think about, you know, when people go into buy um, products. How about dating? How about dating? You, you're on dating, dating is, now. Like, is that really it? George or is that some other guy right. who's a who's a crazy man, right? I mean, well, uh, the, the, uh, well we, we still wouldn't know. If, well, we know George is crazy. No, I won't go <laughs> there. But um, but at the end of the day, it's dating. It's any online applications. It's e-commerce. It's, it's government services. It's gaming. The gambit is so large for these services, but you have to start somewhere. And while we have clients all over the spectrum, we're, we're trying to stay very focused to get the first credentials out the door. Yeah, and clearly multiple applications that go beyond vaccines and, sure. and tests, but this is the catalyst. So let me ask you about when you have these conversations with some of these organizations you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, what's the nature of the conversation? Is it, okay, is it a feature that'd be cool to have or is it 
you know what, we really need this at the end of the day because I'm George's restaurant chain and I need to get to a point where I really know who's coming to my restaurant. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big sports organization and we have, is it we have to have this or it would be cool, but we don't have to have it. There's one common question we get asked. How can you help us keep our constituents safe? That's the, that's the bottom line. Now yeah. we we are not a security company. We are not a safety company. We're we're not a privacy company. But we we adhere to all those um, tenets. So at the end of the day, what we can do is provide a service and technology that is easy to deploy, very very cost effective, and allows people again to be socially responsible and peace of mind while maintaining privacy. George, what's really important about our solution is at no time without the consent of an individual does private information pass to another party. So yeah, we so verify that you have that credential. And when you pass it, all it passes is the fact that you have that credential. It's, it's, it's verified. It, when you do a transaction with your credit card, they don't ask you for your driver's license and your age and your address. They don't ask you for any of that information. It's, it's, it's assumed in the process. So we do the same thing. Our system is built basically under the same principles that you would do a financial transaction. And the way that we're pricing our model is very similar to that, where there is a, a very low fee for the cost of acquisition of a user and, and, a, and a recurring fee. And then there's very low, very, very micro fees every time an authorization is made. So, um, uh, you know, and this is definitely not fully defined yet, but, um, you know, a, a, a restaurant could bring in 100 patrons an evening, verify them all for probably less than the cost of a margarita. Right. And, as a, and as a layman example, as a layman example, I would walk into that restaurant because the privacy is the important part. I would walk into that restaurant and I would use my phone, uh, presumably to, you know, to tap something that's there. And it wouldn't say my name, my age, nothing like that. It would just say this guy that's walking in right now. We verify that he's got a, he, he's got a COVID vaccine. For yep, example. That, that that's it. It's absolutely done. And and um, uh, you know we we have groups that manage uh, relationships with the resort operators that want to make sure that you know not only their resort is safe, but potentially the restaurants that they recommend are safe. I mean, it really is. Again, it's not political. It's, 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 you know, it's not partisan. It, it is all about, we, we really focus on what we call social responsibility. And, and again, in that, in that mantra of social responsibility, we have to do two things. One, we have to make it affordable to everyone in the ecosystem because it's a volume play here. We're talking about millions of potential locations and hundreds of millions of people. And then the other thing is it has to be inclusive. So while we don't support uh, electronic email or we don't support paper records, you know, um, um, we understand they do exist, and and um, we 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 acknowledge that there has to be inclusion. So so we're not saying we're the only solution, and we're not saying we will ultimately be the only solution. What we're saying is is very simply that just like you know different credit cards and debit yes, cards exactly. and bank cards, there will be different systems. We want to be one of the first out there, and we want to hit the ground running. And we've got a lot of things that we've been working on the last couple of months, not just technologically, but in awareness and talking to organizations and associations and different groups, bouncing ideas off them, talking to them about what we're doing and where we're coming from. And, and we've heard a lot of very, very positive feedback. 
And I like what you said there. You neither want to be nor need to be the only solution. Mm -hmm. But just like if I go into a restaurant, I can pay by credit card uh, or I can pay by prepaid debit card or any one or my app or any number. And all of those are there to fit different parts of society, right? Different okay. people have different needs. So what you're saying is, hey, we've got a really great one that's going to be a big part of it. Doesn't have to be the doesn't have to be the only one. Exactly. Uh, and and I like that because sometimes investors will get lost in, well, I heard there's a competitor out there. Well, that's okay. We got Visa, MasterCard, Diners, you know, all et cetera and so on, American Express, uh, PayPal. So we don't have to be the 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 only one out there. Well, George, if I could comment there, um, I mean, we're we're voting members and steering committee members of the Trust Over IP um, uh, Foundation. We're part of Cardia and the and the Indicio Network. We're part of um, ID Twenty Twenty and the DIACC, and you know the Linux um, Foundation. We're, it, all of those are made up of of complementers, cooperators, and competitors. And depending on the day of the week, some of our our our, our you know best associates are one of those three. So we have to learn to, if we're going to build a, a, an industry, we have to learn to work together. And in some cases, one day we'll be complementers and we'll share different things or um, cooperators and work on different things. And some days we'll be competitors. We just have to be mature enough to understand, to grow this industry and support the opportunities, which are, are behemoth. Uh, you think about it. Um, this is the next evolution of the internet to add identity into the internet. So we're adding identity, access, and qualifications. So we're all adding this in, and there's got to be ways to do it. What I think gave us a massive head start, which we got a couple snickers along the way, was that we focused on the user. We focused on the consumer, where other firms were consulting to major organizations. And those organizations were going, yeah, this is great, and it's nice to have, but how do I integrate it with my 100 million users and you know, I have an app that I've got millions of dollars invested in. How do I retool it all? We basically started from the ground up with the user and said, if the user wants this, then the organization will find a way to integrate with that user. So having said that, we have the Liquid Avatar mobile app, which allows us to have an enterprise-based solution for everyone in the universe. Then we're also developing what's called SDKs or software development kits um, that will allow our technology to embed into an existing app. So you don't have to have a blockchain background. You don't have to have, you know, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can easily port our technology into your existing app and start creating credentials. So if I want verified users on Agoracom and we've got an app, then I can say, let me just let me just use your SDK and and boom, away. I don't have to do any programming or anything. It just integrates with my app. And now I know that this set of users here are verified. Well, there is a little bit of programming. Your app developer will have to- Well, do yeah, of course, of course. I'm talking about, but, yeah, but, you don't have to start, no, you don't have to reinvent no, the wheel. No real, right, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And, and and it'll be available for iOS and for Android. And 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 really, what the benefit, someone says, okay, well, now what's the benefit of having Liquid Avatar? Well, for so if, if I've got George's app and Bob's app and Fred's app and Mary's app, the, I have different credentials in each one of those apps, which is fine. And they're all powered by Liquid Avatar digital wallets, no problem, which means you use the same credentials to sign in for each one. But in George's app, I only can see the credentials in George's app. And in Bob's app, I can only see the credentials in Bob's app. But if you also have Liquid Avatar's mobile app, you have sort of a top-down view. You can see all your credentials in all the Liquid Avatar wallets. So it is really, an, it, we've really been innovative and simplified this whole solution of, of having 
you know, multiple wallets, multiple opportunities, different situations, making it easy to deploy, cost-effective, a SaaS model, and, and best of all, it's built. And what isn't built is almost finished. So we don't have, we're not quarters away, we might be a month or two away from some of our technologies, but we're not far out and we're ready to start commercializing today. You know, a year ago, people would have thought, okay, this sounds like a really great technology. I could see it sometime in the future. Uh, here, Fast forward, here we are today. You've got Google making its announcement earlier this year, mm -hmm. the Ontario government earlier this year. Others have made these kind of announcements early, or earlier this year. Do you have any doubt now that in the next two to three years that this is just an unstoppable paradigm shift in online identity and online. Do you have any uh, or should I, I don't should I, let me request that you probably didn't have any doubt a year ago, but should the shareholder at home today have any doubt now that this is just the way we're going to go for so many different reasons and that and liquid avatar is at the tip of the spear. Well, you know, I always have to use your line. Everyone should do their own due diligence, right? So from my opinion is, is you know, and we've had this discussion many times, you know, I was there at the early days of e-commerce and, and helped develop some of the technologies that Canadian Canadians use. And everybody at the beginning told me no one's ever going to shop online. And um, not that I believed it, but you hear it often enough and it, you know, you, you, you feel like you've got weights on your shoulders. Well, we know what this technology we can can do. We know this this is one of the first consumer commercial applications outside of cryptocurrency because we're not into cryptocurrency. This is really uses the same cryptographic technology that Bitcoin and Ethereum and all of that uses to to for a completely different methodology. So um, we believe and, and and have no doubt that this will permeate the entire internet at rapid speed because. It makes sense. It makes sense to deal with people that you know. It makes sense to deal with people with, that you can trust. It makes sense to in, ensure that, that, that each party can trust each other. And here's sort of the secret sauce of all of this. Everyone who has a wallet has what's something called a DID. It's called a decentralized identifier. So it's the whole basis in which everything is decentralized in a wallet. So when you have a DID, you're going to be able to do something called DIDCOM, D-I-D communication or DIDCOM. And you're going to be able to send private messages, um, uh, QR codes, and eventually potentially payments and other solutions. So a lot of the things that were wrapped up in with hundreds of different apps might come down to some super apps and single applications. And, and Liquid Avatar is going to be there at the beginning. We're already using DIDs and DIDCOM. We're, 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 we're way ahead of the pack in my opinion, because the way we've done things, and I'm not trying to be technical here, is we don't put all the data on your phone or your device. This is not an edge-based product. So if your phone or your device gets lost, stolen, or compromised, you don't lose everything. Everything is in the cloud and we cannot see what's in your wallet. It's controlled by your biometrics. We never get to see your credentials. So privacy is maintained by the individual. That's why it's decentralized. So we're already using communication didcom to go between the wallet, the app, and the and and the internet. So we're already there. So we're 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 what we believe so many steps ahead of other people. But it doesn't mean that people won't catch up. It just means that if we're 
a few steps ahead, it gives us an opportunity to get to the next level. The other thing I just want to mention is, you know, people put a lot of confidence in us um, last December and, and, you know, we raised about $4 million and we believe we've put that to great use. There's companies raising tens and fifties and hundreds of millions of dollars that I don't believe are ahead of us. We've put our money to great use and, and now it's time we believe to start paying back our shareholders. Yeah, that progress has been unbelievable. I mean, I'm a big, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm, I'm the tip of the spear of tech. I think this decade is going to be see multiple paradigm shifts, but even I didn't see this part right. move so fast, and it's and it's amazing. So, let me ask you a question, and if you can answer it, you think shareholders can expect to see commercial agreements uh, in 2021? I mean, here we are in the middle of August. Is that and and if you can't say, you can't say I get it, but do you guys expect to start seeing commercial agreements in the short term here in the next three, four, five months? You know, I've only got one word for that, and the answer is yes. <laughs> I want I want to say that because because um, um, now I I can't say that it'll be I, I don't know how much revenue will happen um, and how many commercial agreements will happen, but I can tell everyone that we are really basing this business on pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters. So, so it's all about um, uh, making it easy for everyone to participate in this. No burden on the consumer, no burden on the consumer. And then ensuring that, that you know, um, early stage enterprises, uh, independent businesses, large organizations can all get in here at a very low cost. I, I mean, I'm, I, again, without quoting massive numbers, but we could fill um, uh, a major basketball or hockey arena and that event to verify everyone in that, that arena that evening might be under a couple thousand dollars. So you can but imagine- you're doing every game and every arena across right, everywhere, so then it all starts to add up. Exactly. So again, I think I said earlier, you know, um, a restaurant that has a uh, hundred patrons can probably, you know, do that in an evening and verify everyone and keep everyone safe and private in their own and, and socially responsible for less than the cost of a, of a drink. You know, it's, it's really, we're trying to make this so affordable and we're trying to model it against existing um, networks today. So, so um, you know, a merchant expects that it'll be a very, very low charge and we're not doing percentages or anything, but there's going to be just a tiny, tiny micro charge for every check-in or verification. So George, that means it's a volume play. And as we grow out the volume, once we hit break even, it just accelerates and, and hopefully the cream starts to flow. And, and we can touch on this just a little bit now, but we wouldn't, but I, I don't want to get away from the thrust of today's interview. But when you have that mass scale, that mm -hmm. also is going to open up other opportunities, right? Right. Uh, you'll know that George checks into this kind of restaurant, this kind of restaurant, this kind of restaurant, and you'll be able to without tracking because you guys, but you'll be able to offer George, you'll be able to tell companies, hey, do you want to contact George? And, well, and that's not I want to be careful. That's I want to say no, because to, what will happen is, is because we know George is a real person and 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 we start to understand with permission what George likes and does. We can bring merchants to the table who want to reach real people, but we're not tracking George in any way no, unless George wants not. to be tracked. I and mean, George isn't passing information. So we won't know if George went to 400 restaurants or no restaurants in a given month. That's the whole idea behind decentralized 
um, and self-sovereign identity is that you're in control. All we're going to do is, is because we know George is a real person and, he, and, and he's provided us with some information by permission, we can start creating a relationship with George. And because he trusts the application and he uses it, hopefully he'll trust us enough that we can start working together on a relationship that is symbiotic. Yeah. But we want to be clear about here. We're never breaching any privacy rules or laws. We're not in control of any of the data. We never sell or rent data. It all belongs to George. This is a unique application. It's not a contact tracing program where someone has to follow you because they need to know where your intersection points are. We have developed um, ideas about how to do contact tracing in different ways with identity escrow and all kinds of other programs, but we're not there yet. And that's not, that's not our primary thrust. Our primary thrust now is, is to start where we are and then build on that with other verification and other um, applications. People will bring us ideas um, from business that we would have never thought of, but need to have a credential. It might be, are you, um, you know, are you an electrician? Can you prove that you're an electrician or an architect or oh, a doctor? Exactly. Right. So there's so many different things that we count on or we trust. We're trying to create trust in a trustless environment from a contractual standpoint. Not that it's trustless, but but not having to show everybody my all my documentation backwards to prove everything every time I show up. Just keep thinking about how you use a debit or credit card. No one ever asks for your information. But imagine, you know, we all we all uh, have kids and my mine's a bit older than yours. But imagine they walk into a store and and they they want to buy a bottle of liquor. They have to show a driver's license, which has your name, your address, your driver's license, a lot of information, which I don't think is necessary anymore. All they need to know is, are you over the age of are you at or over the age of majority to buy that product at that time? This yeah. system allows that to happen because not only does it, it digitize your identity for argument's sake, it can digitize various attributes or attestations so that a merchant can say, we want to know, can you verify that you're 19 or older, or 18 or older, or 21 or older, depending on where you are. And the system can go back and you can say, yes, verify my age. It verifies your age and boom, it's done because it's it was verified by a government credential that showed what your age was or potentially a consensus credential. So there's different types of ways of doing this, but all of it boils down to inputting all the data that you control into a way that we can verify. Yeah, and, and you can already start to speak, man, you can, you can already start to see multiple spin-offs. For example, you have a daughter and if she walks in and has to show her ID, she's also, you're right, she's showing me the guy behind the counter her address, her full name. And you know what? That's a security. That's a privacy that problem. And it's right? a privacy I, issue too. If I suddenly look at her and say, wow, she's attractive. Now I know where she lives and what her name is because she, when all I really needed was, hey, are you able to buy, are you able to legally buy a bottle of wine? That's all I should know. But so I can already see, it's amazing the spinoffs that are going to come from this. Well, well think about the, the cannabis industry. Think about the cannabis industry or the psilocybin industry. Um, you know, you want to make sure this is such a nascent industry with so many watchdogs and oversight. You want to make sure that all your patrons are overage, right? Um, it's not it's not a relaxed environment. Some stores are shut down in in for selling. Uh, convenience stores are, are are can't sell tobacco anymore, and I'm not saying that they should or they shouldn't. Again, not going to get there because um, they're selling to minors. Lottery tickets you're supposed to verify. There's so many different applications for this. Um, and it isn't a big brother issue. 
So I want to make everyone. No, no. In fact, it's the opposite. I think think it's exactly the opposite. It's the opposite. You're giving less information. Exactly. It's decentralized. I control that info. I control it. So if I can control it, then it's completely not a big brother issue because I am my own brother at that point in time. Yep. Yep. I love it. David, congratulations on how fast you've taken Liquid Avatar from some great R&D a year ago and some great concepts as to where you might go and to where it is today, what you've developed, the products you're coming out with, the associations that you're associated with. Uh, I cannot wait to see. Usually I'd say I can't wait to see what you guys can do next 12 months, but given how fast this space is moving, I don't I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what you guys are going to pull off the next 12 weeks. Uh, I would say the next two to four, but that, that, that being said, again, it could be 12. But I, uh, George, I want to comment uh, just one of the things you said sure, I in referring to me. Um, I just want to comment. We have a phenomenal, phenomenal team of people around the world. So we started as a remote organization. We remain a remote organization. And we have people in Canada, the U.S., and, and UK, um, uh, uh, Central Europe. Uh, I mean, we've got people all over the world. And this is an amazing situation. So I encourage everyone to go to liquidavatartechnologies.com and look at our team. Look at our team of individuals, our leadership team. Look at our advisors. We are so blessed. I'm working with the best team I've ever worked with in my life. And and while I get to sit here and talk about it, it really is, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Congratulations, David. Everyone at home, follow his advice. There's nothing more we can tell you about that. You've got to do your due diligence. So get to Agoracomp, get to the company's profile page. Uh, because we know there's high tech, so first you need a 10,000 10, foot view of it to understand it. But then liquidavatar.com, liquidavatartechnologies.com. Guys, do your deep dive because you forget about what David says, forget about what I say. Uh, Google is moving away from this. Right? They're moving away from third-party cookies for this reason. The Ontario government is moving towards a launch of digital ID credentials. So it's happening. And... Liquid Avatar is a small cap company and the only one that's provided, and maybe even the only pub, public company, period, but especially the only small cap company that's providing investors with exposure to the space. You, all you have to do is your due diligence and make your own decision as to whether you think David and his team are actually going to succeed. That's up to you to decide. Just 12 months from now, don't say, we didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.